previously on Wove Inspiration. And also in Ephesians 16 and 13, amen, we have the victory. Finally, my brothers and sisters, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. If you're going through spiritual depression, if you've been abused, if you've been neglected, put on the whole armor of God that we may stand against the wiles of the devil. This is Wove Inspiration. Here to inspire, encourage, and uplift. Thank you for tuning in to Wove Inspiration's Monday Morning Motivation. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today my special guest is Isaac Big Ike Kinchin. Isaac Kinchin, a New Orleans is a musician, Mardi Gras Indian, radio host, youth counselor, and ordained minister. His talents have allowed him to reach many young and old, making a positive impact on the lives of those he meets. As a musician, Big Ike performs with the 101 Runners Band at various venues and festivals around New Orleans and the United States. He is also the gospel radio host, for WMEJ Rejoice Radio out of Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. In addition, he is an active board member of the Gulf Coast Gospel Music Awards and a recent nominee for the Radio Show Host Award June of this year. As a minister, he keeps it real and speaks the truth about what life brings day by day. He believes Churches are fundamentally social institutions whose leaders and members have an obligation to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, comfort the sick, embrace the stranger, and visit the imprisoned. It is my pleasure to introduce to my listening audience, Isaac Big Ike Kinchin. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you doing today, Miss Althea? I am doing wonderful. I appreciate you taking time out to come on our show. So let's go ahead and get started. What's life like in the Big Easy? Well, life is life is life. It's a it's a different day and time now from when we when we were kids. But um, I mean, life is beautiful. All we have to do is just keep trusting in God and keep believing that. Everything is going to be all right. And, you know, know that things are going to be all right because when you know better, you do better. And each one reach one. So we have to get out there and, and, and try to teach the masses the right thing. As if we don't get one at a time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Are you born and raised in New Orleans? Born and raised in New Orleans. Um, back and forth, really, between New Orleans and Los Angeles. Okay. And... Every summer, I was shipped to the country to my great-grandmother's on the bayou. One half of the summer was on the bayou. The other half was in Mississippi in the hills around Natchez. Mm -hmm. You know, so then I got shipped back to where my mother and father was living at the time. And then they moved back to New Orleans. And I didn't, you know, it, it was awesome times, you know, mm -hmm. good times. Yeah, yeah. So what's so what it was you know life like for you growing up in in New Orleans with all the sights and sounds and music and stuff? Well, growing up in New Orleans, I've always had music around me. Um, 
but between jazz bands and you know my grandfather was an avid blues man he he listened to everybody you know he traveled a lot um and just like going to different functions you know i was one of those kids who was made to go to the symphony uh okay. to the opera stuff like that um i played i've been playing drums since like literally playing since the fourth grade wow. so and um you know I've, I've i've always liked percussion instruments from congas to cowbells to to tambourines to triangles to anything that i can touch and make a sound on okay you know that's pretty cool it's and and i know we were talking earlier um on facebook and you know i had told you that um, my husband is also a per percussionist yeah and um I mean, all of the instruments that you just mentioned, he's played as well. And but you know, his love, his actual love is the congas. You oh yeah, oh yeah, I love those. I love them. I love them. You know, I, I love bongos. I love congas, uh, timbales. I love that sound that it makes. I like djembe's. You know, it, it's the sound. See, people don't understand how heartbeat to a different drummer because mm -hmm. we're tribal people. You know, and by us being tribal people, we have a, 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 a connection with the drums. That's why the natives in from Africa and the natives here in America came together because of the drum. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it transformed us. You know, it made us as one. Right. Yeah. And, and what's funny is that um, I had actually inter did an interview with my husband and and one of the things I know about a drummer is that the drummer is the heartbeat of the band. They set the yeah. tone. Yeah. They set the tone. Exactly, exactly. And so how long have you been um, a musician? And, and also, you, you're also a Mardi Gras Indian. Can you tell me about that? Well, I've been a musician um, all of my life. Uh, and I've been masking. I've been an Indian all of my life because I am native to this country. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna get into that, okay. but uh, masking masking Indian with a with a Mardi Gras Indian tribe for over I want to say fifteen years, thirteen years, or something like that. But I've always been around it. Okay. From my uncles and they 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 mask with the Wild Chapatula way back when in the days, and you know it's just a, a neighborhood type thing that that goes on, and um where black folks couldn't have carnival and we called it carnival. They call it Mardi Gras. And we had to be, we couldn't wear a mask or we couldn't do anything like that. So that day was our day. So we dressed as native Americans to pay homage to the natives who took us in as slaves or, or, or we married way back in, in the 17, 1800s, you know? Okay. 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 And I've always wanted to know the, the history about um, Mardi Gras because, I mean, they celebrate it here in Galveston, but I know it is nowhere yeah. near to what it's well, like in, in, in Native it, New York. It started, people don't realize, Mardi Gras, um, the Carnival, it started over overseas to Carnival time, the Lenten time, mm -hmm. or, you know, before Lent, stuff like that. But Mardi Gras in America's, started in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. And it, it ran across the coast. So that's the connection from, from Florida all the way to, to, to Southeast Texas, all the way down to Galveston. I mean, we are the same people running from that end to that end. We mm -hmm. are the same people. 
Okay. You know. Wow, that's that's interesting. So you are also a radio host and a youth pastor. Let's first talk about you um, being the ra a radio host, and that's for uh, WMEJ. Is that correct? Yes, WMEJ um, Radio, eleven ninety AM, one hundred four point three FM, over in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Okay, okay. So, how long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for two years now. It, it's it's ironic. I went to do a um a voiceover, a voice for a, um a commercial for the NAACP for Kwanzaa, okay. and my cousin said, "Man, come on and do this commercial for me." So I, I did the commercial, and the guy who owns the station was like, "Man, I like your voice. Would you like to do a radio show?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it." I, you know, I didn't think it was gonna be, but I got over 114 shows under my belt now. Wow. Okay. And, and um, you know, I. I I start off with scripture. Um, we talk about current events. We, we talk about how to change things or how to set a, a pace. And we have to sometime remember to, to, to go back from whence we came on a lot of things because our foundation has been laid. You know, our forefathers and our grandparents and our great, great grandparents have set, set the mold for us. We've already had something built. Some of our peers didn't have much built. We're supposed to reach out to help. My grandmother used to say all, all the time, treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. You know, so I treat people nice because not just to be nice, to be doing something nice, because I'm a nice person. So I try to treat people the way I want to be treated mm -hmm. and, and, and so on. Mm -hmm. And so with you being a, um, a youth counselor as well, what, what are some of the things that you um, impart into the well, youth? With that, with the youth, I mean, I, I, I was working with a youth recidivism program and a couple of other things. I, I work with uh, counseling and with uh, children with uh, dual diagnose, um, MIMR, I mean, ADHD, the mm -hmm. whole alphabet that they like to give us labels. Yeah. And basically, all they really needed was somebody to listen to, somebody to show them the right way to go. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that for a while. Okay. And so, are you a licensed counselor, or you you do just? Well, um, I've um I am I am um a, a licensed psych tech. Okay. And uh, I'm an LPT, and um, did that for years. Retired from that. Former police officer. Um, just kind of touch everything. You know what I'm saying? And um, right now, it's like, you know, I just talk to the kids at the church, and anytime I get a chance to go somewhere, I'll speak to them, you know. So what, with everything that you're doing, um, and it looks like you do a whole lot of stuff, what, what's keeping you motivated in, in continuing to do everything that you do? Christ. Amen. <laughs> Christ. Um, Knowing, knowing the truth about salvation, yeah. that God gave his only begotten son, that, that we can have everlasting life. And it's free. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, salvation is free. You don't have to pay for it, you know, but you pay a price because, you know, once you get saved, that's when the devil comes in. Right. That's when you're trying to do the right thing. He, he wants to push you down. He wants to 
you know, do all these things. It's like being a cancer survivor. I'm a cancer survivor. Okay. Um, you know, knowing the truth that no matter what, I'm healed. I have to believe that I'm healed by the stripes. Mm-hmm. Go through the radiation. Do what you got to do. Keep it pushing. And always have a word for someone that is honest and that's real. You know, I was always taught, tell me the truth. Don't tell me no pretty lies. I want the ugly truth. And I can figure it out for myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what, what I mean, what if you don't mind me asking, what kind of um, cancer were, did you? Prostate cancer. Prostate cancer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to that man? Because there's a lot of men out there, and I'm glad hey, you brought that up. I'm going to tell, tell you right now, every man over 45 should go and get a colonoscopy. He should go and get his, his PSA read to check for prostate cancer. You don't, I didn't have any symptoms. Mm-hmm. You understand? No symptoms. So, but I thank God for me being a musician and going to the musician's clinic and they do everything. You know what I mean? They t- want us to be doing what we're doing. So mm-hmm. I went on and had that done. And when I found out, hey, what can we do about this? Go get yourself checked. Because we can't be dying at young ages without, you know what I'm saying? We're dying already, but we got to do the right thing for our health. Mm-hmm. Our health is our wealth. No matter what, your health is your wealth. Right. Money don't make you. Exactly. And see, there's, and there's a lot of, unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of unhealthy saints in the church that oh yeah, you know, it, it's so easy for us to, you know, after church, we go to the Golden Corral and we, you know, we get our yeah. grub on and then after we eat, we go to sleep. But, you know, it, it's time out for that. Because- you have to exercise. You have to walk. You have to ride bikes. You have to. I mean, if you don't do nothing but walk around your block two times a day, exactly. once in the morning, once in the evening, something, yeah. you know, I ride my bike up and around the corners. I, I walk, mm-hmm. you know, by me playing drums, it keeps me a little healthy. Sometimes I get lazy, but I try to walk, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And like, I being so hot right now, either I got to do it early in the morning, excuse me, or late at night. Yeah. yeah. But you know what it is to have that humidity, you know? Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. I know it's really bad, especially like I'm sitting here right now, and it's ninety degrees out here. Lord, well, I'm not gonna keep you on here too long. Guess what? God has blessed me where I'm sitting in the air, so I'm good. I'm sitting in the air. I'm I'm awesome. I'm totally awesome. Amen. Amen. So I noticed that you were uh, nominated for radio show host. I'm nominated for the Gulf Coast Gospel Music Awards Radio Host of the Year. Oh, my And God. I am so elated with that. And, you know, the voting went in. People voted. I don't know who won. But I also sit on that board, but I'm, I'm kind of freaked out because how did I, you know, I don't even know who nominated me. But I, I thank God because that lets me know somebody's listening to me. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Somebody getting those nuggets. My show only lasts 15, 20 minutes, maybe sometime a half an hour. If I do, if I if I get a young artist who's a young gospel artist, a young rapper, a gospel rapper or something, I'll do a, a one-on-one with them and I'll plug their music and I'll push it out there for them, you know. And I kind of got a little pull with that, but you know, it, it's we have to 
raise each other up instead of pull each other down. We're not crabs in the bucket like they say we are. Yes. We are humans. We are we are we are we are God's children. We are we are from the tribe that that they say is lost, but we're not lost because guess what? You and I are doing what we're supposed to do. You are doing an awesome thing with this show that you're doing. I want to tell you that. Thank and, you so much. I you know, continue, that. continue to bless people and bless yourself by helping along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I do this is because it's so important that we as, as believers get the word out by any means necessary. And, you know, this is a passion for me. I, this is something I really um, enjoy doing as far as helping people to get their voice out there. I don't care if you just, if you sell shoes and that's your business, then you sell shoes and, and we're going to spread the word about you selling shoes. That's it's right. All about networking. That's right. And look, you know, how many black towns from Florida to Texas that they had and was thriving, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Colorado, different places, Kansas, different places that they had black towns. And we were doing better than, than, than those 45, 45 people. I don't, I don't call his name. I just call him right. 45. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, doing better than those people. And they burned us out, blew us up. The war that they fought in, in uh, Oklahoma and Tulsa was a reflection of what the world wants right now for our people. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have to come together. And, you know, I don't know. Where are you originally from? I'm originally, <laughs> well, I'm originally from Delaware. Now, believe okay. it or not, well, you know. Audience, you know. I, there are black people in Delaware, by the way. <laughs> oh, I know. I know there's plenty of black people in Rhode Island, Delaware, uh, Maine, you know. Yes. Um, but. What I'm saying is, in our black community back in the days, our money circulated in our neighborhood. It yes. circulated. We had we went to we went to blacks dressmakers, shoe cobblers, restaurants, banks, funeral homes, different things that they had in our community. It stayed there. We 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 dealt we dealt with each other. And I still say that desegregation was the worst thing to happen to our people because we stopped depending and, and working with one another mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's, it's just like it's just like with the lottery system that they have they say oh the lottery i mean that's gambling but a black man invented that and now they they use this in every little state that has gambling they they use that to get millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. but you know and we, the man who, who invented it didn't even get a penny for it you know what i'm saying oh. so it's 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 amazing how you know times have changed um even even with recent um events that take place in in the media and everything against our african americans and police with the police officers and things of that sort so the only thing that we as believers need to really be trying to focus on is getting the church right so that when jesus comes then we ready to go hey man look you got you got me about to shout let me tell you with with these kids they don't even understand our foundation of the whole black network in our neighborhoods was the church back way back when after slavery or whatever 
It was the church. We could go there and be with one another and help one another. Right. Well, you, you have the, the, the minds, people who mindsets that don't understand. My grandmother only went to the eighth grade, but I got some paperwork that she wrote, some, some stuff she had, had, had wrote for um, programs and stuff for churches and different things. And it looks like this lady had a Ph.D. Mm-hmm. because she was well-read. Right. Her right. comprehension skills were immaculate. My grandfather didn't go but maybe to the second or third grade, and he could read and draw blueprints. Wow. That is just and, amazing. And could work on anything. He was a machinist by trade. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know, and they fool a lot of these kids and tell them that they, yo, you guys can go to college. Everybody's not meant to go to college. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody's comprehension level is not the same. I got a friend, his little boy, he makes C's and D's. Mm-hmm. But he can he can take your motor off your car and put it back together, where his brother and sister are straight-A students, but they can't tie their shoe and, and walk and chew bubble gum at the same time. Wow, okay. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So there's something that um, you had wrote on your bio that I really – that really struck a, a chord with me. And, it's, and you said that churches are fundamentally social institutions whose leaders and members have an obligation to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, comfort the sick, embrace the stranger, and visit the imprisoned. Can you elaborate on that? Well, I can, I can elaborate on all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I'm going to go back to front. To, to visit the in prison or to help the in prison is to give them a way to know that when you finish doing your time for what you did, you need to have a skill and know how to get reintroduced into society. Yeah. You have to realize that you have to formulate a plan. What is your plan? Your plan has to be able to be able to, to take care of yourself and your family if you have a family or build that bond back with your family. Because if you've gone for seven, eight years, your kids have grown seven, eight years. If they were seven, you know what I'm saying? They're 14 now, they, you know, the hormones then kicked in, all kind of stuff is going on. So you can't tell them nothing because you ain't been there. Right. You know, um, to feed the people. You, your hungry man is a dangerous man. Mm-hmm. You got to feed people. You know what I mean? To, 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 to socialize people to the understanding and let them know that God is real. Yeah. You know, this is not, this is not no hocus pocus. This is not no, this is what this is. You know, people are naked, you clothe them. You know, you have some people like had some little ladies at church didn't have any clothes. My wife, baby, you got a bunch of clothes in that closet. You don't even wear no more. Mm-hmm. Bring that over there and give that to them girls. You got stuff with labels still on it. Why would you have that there? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. we have it's it's, a, it's for us to take care of us. We have to deal with us on that level. We got to love one another continuously. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, and to help. You know, and a lot of times it's like like I tell them, I said, I you know, I, I belong to Faith Works Ministry over in, in Long Beach, Mississippi, and I'm also I got li- licensed and ordained by Bishop Leroy J. Phoenix in Algiers at uh, New Homes Ministry. That's my home church, and that's my, my homeboy. We grew up together. We were thugs in the street. Mm-hmm. But God has taken us from one level and elevated us to the next level where 
You know, they told us we wouldn't be alive. You know, my sister over there in, in Houston, Danielle, she's like, boy, you was a monster in the street. They used to be afraid of me. <laughs> you know, but but God changed that. You know, and I and I tell people like we we was talking the other day, I said, You remember when I joined church? I joined church at 14, 13, 14 years old, 13. I remember my friend got killed. He he got killed on the corner, right around the corner, and I didn't want to die like that. Mm-hmm. And that Sunday morning I got up and when they opened the doors of the church, I was the first one up there. Now, they had 14 or 13 of us that got baptized that Sunday. That, that I stayed on the morning's bitch a long time. But that when they decided to put us in the water, I was the only boy. Wow. <laughs> had 12 girls and I was the only boy. <laughs> oh, man. So what? But, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What was you going to say? No, I, was, I just was saying I was the only boy. Wow. You was about to say something. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what, what suggestions do you have for, you know, because of uh, that uh, statement that um, you made about the churches being the fundamentally social, in- the social institutions, what it suggestions do you have for these, for these people that are, you know, struggling with, with life and trying to figure out, you know, they, they might know God, they may know, you know, who he is, but how we as the church or uh, how can we reach them? We can reach him and reach them by being nice. When you come to a place like the house of God, hug people, yeah. reach the extended hand of, of, of love. Don't judge anyone by the clothes that they have on. Maybe they don't have any deodorant. Maybe they don't have, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you have to love them. You have to truly love on these people to show them love because the world has shown them so much hatred and dysfunction, you know, and, and we have to make sure that we teach them to, that no matter what, we have to love each other. Our, our God was love. You know, it's just like on, you know, your mission statement and you, what your mission is in life. Everybody has to go on a mission. My mission is to make sure that these kids are right. And if I can't talk to my kids, I want you to talk to my kids. As long as we teach them the fundamentally truth and the right thing. You know what I'm saying? If you got a son that's 16 years old and he don't want to listen to you and your husband, then he passes in front of my door and I'm telling him the same thing his dad and his mom's telling him, but it's coming from me and not y'all. You know? So that's where the village comes in. It takes a village to raise a child. That's right. And I truly believe that. Yes, that, that is a definitely definite true, uh, true statement. So uh, do you have any upcoming events or projects that you're working on right now? Um, I'm working, trying to get this conference together, this him, her conference. Okay. And that's, that's on its way. And it's, it's about, it's about, um, you know, my wife and me are putting this thing together. Um, and it's about, helping the community to impact our community. How can I, I teach this man how to take care of his wife and I'm not taking care of my wife? You know what I'm saying? Teach them the right way to go. And just build a foundation and give them, give them areas to go. If you need a job and you don't know how to fill out a job application, everything's done online now. Mm-hmm. So you have to know how to write correctly. You can't 
be using little phrases and um, smiley faces and stuff to fill out applications because these kids don't even know how to write in cursive anymore. They they took that out of schools. Oh my! They don't even know how to sign. They don't even know how to sign their name. I wrote some. I wrote a note for my uh, my granddaughter, and she was like, "Poppy, what is this?" She's like, Poppy, I don't understand this. What, what kind of language is this? I say, that's English, fool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Woo. And you know what? My son, my daughter decided she taught, she went on and taught herself. We were going to be determined to teach them anyway. And that's one of yeah. the things that my husband and I are going to be working on as well is developing a program for the schools so that we can come in there and we can teach them. If the teachers aren't going to be willing to teach them, then somebody needs to step in and say, somebody needs to sit there and go in there with them. Exactly. Because if they can't read the constitution and that means that the government has, they don't know their rights. They don't know their rights. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ooh, boy, okay. We're going to be on here for a long time, okay? But <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up for the evening. All right. But is, do you have any last words for my listening audience? I have to. My, 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 my last words is, remember, God is still in control. Amen. One love, one aim one direction no matter how you get there you just need to be there amen 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 well i thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to uh talk to my listening audience this evening i pray that all works out for your conference and everything um I will and I'll, I'll send you i'll send you something about that i'll send you email or send you some flyers and stuff and maybe we can do something later on down the line you know what i'm saying I was just getting ready to say that I'm gonna um I'm gonna be talking to my husband this evening because I have a funny feeling you guys really need to connect and that's for real. <laughs> okay. Musicians work. need to connect. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know, it's so crazy. People people, oh man, you're preaching, you you be playing music. I go all over the world. I'm world travel. Okay. I got a passport. I've played in France at at, at the the uh, Jazz Fest, Nancy. I you know I play all over the United States, and I love music. I don't care what kind of music it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So we we like I tell people, I say we live in the world, but we're not part of the world. Amen. So, but and and no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I'm at, I'm always giving positive, positive, positive information. I was uh, one more thing. I went to um, Beyond the Page with. Um, Ricky Lake. I was with Ricky Lake. I, I got a picture of her. I'm going to send you the picture of me and her over in Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. Um, and it was an awesome, awesome thing. She has this, um, this documentary she did called Weed the People. It's about helping children with cannabis oils and stuff like that. So um, if you get a chance, look it up on YouTube. It's called Weed the People. Okay. W-E-E-D, the people. And it's about helping people. You know what I mean? It's a, you know, so many things they took away from us as far as a people, as far as like medications, home home remedies and stuff mm -hmm. like that, that was working to put us on these drugs that is killing us, you know. But that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you to do a show 
with you from my radio station. How about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, this God bless you. God bless you too. And you have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Facebook at W-O-V-E Inspiration, as well as Instagram, W-O-V-E 2005. You can also leave us a comment, question, or if you would like to be a guest on this show, you can contact me at W-O-V-E 2005 at yahoo.com. This is Althea Richardson. I hope you guys have an awesome day and keep moving forward.